0: Je Of, I'm not sorry, won't apologize to nobody Play me like I'm invisible, girl, don't act like you ain't saw me Last year was a mess and how I acted was yeah. beyond me yeah. But the past there yeah. involves me yeah. You text me, I ain't
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast How's everybody doing today? I feel like fucking great. Episode number 182. How's everybody doing?
2: We are sucking the helium of my 33 birthday balloons that are uh, still floating around my house. Oh yeah. Ready to go. Let's get <laughs> into it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, new favorite song. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my Absolutely.
0: Kelly. Uh, yes, that makes it all feel complicated. That's right. These noises
2: you're hearing are music.
3: The Pie Machine Gun Kelly. <it> <studio> yeah, dude, he's gone fucking punk. As so now you walked,
0: my you, you walked in my life. Walked in my life. This is the
3: gayest thing I've ever heard. We could be listening to like the squish noise of two guys butt fucking right now.
2: Less gay. Less gay than this. One hundred percent. Also, like, hey, I don't want a gay shame or nothing. I want to like rappers that turn into in their thirties and forties turn into emo children. Shame, like it ha- this is the biggest switch since Lil Wayne started wearing skinny jeans and Make America Skate Again hats and shit. It's just like, what happened? You were you were like this whole other guy, and now Machine Gun Kelly. If you're not familiar, he got pardoned
3: by Trump. Do you think he's gonna wear a uh, like actual Make America Great Again hats now? This
2: is like I, I actually saw we saw. um like a snippet of MGK's new music video or something like a month ago and we were like, what is this shit? We were... What's going on? And then we just let it go. We let it go. uh, I forgot. (laughs) When
3: we play songs that we haven't played in a long time, I have to pull up my lyrics on Genius.com. Yeah. And one of the the tracks that I got to on G, like there was a a promotion, like a sponsor, like It was probably
2: this song and now he's doing it live a month later. It was him
3: like alone in a studio with like a
2: fake drum track behind him. But he's wearing the like the guitar down like he's fieldy from corn li- with his <laughs> bass, like wearing it at his knees. And then doing that the, like, rock, in Airheads. I'm just going to do a lot of uh, metal and punk reference. Remember Airheads? Rex! Where they don't have the sound plugged in. What are you doing, in? man? No, and he goes, like, and he throws it behind oh, right. his back. Like, I'm not playing if it's not live. You know what I mean? So he does this, like, theatric, the, whips the guitar around with the strap on the his shoulder. The defiant Brendan Fraser. He's decked out in matching pink, too. And it's like, that's not, not, not even to push the gay thing, but it's like... MGK wasn't necessarily looking or sounding anything like this on his last release. He's got a cool pink like, uh, mic mad pink max, max guitar.
3: Like a fluffy Mad Max Mohawk. Yeah.
2: Um <laughs> Yeah. So fucking breaks it down like shred, 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 warp to a shred, warp to a warp to a warp to a shred. Some forty one, rancid
0: shit. Doo-doo watching even, the used.
2: Don't even compare this to rancid. These are just people that I saw at Warp Tour where they used some 41 and Rancid. <laughs> now we're in the back seat. He did the Brendan Fraser right there. It's yeah. way weaker. He throws it around. The only thing that makes this not
3: like a like a Ariana Grande or some chick song is the fact that he's singing it.
2: Right. It's like a. a, 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 a this is terrible. To my knowledge. He was like you know he had this persona of being kind of a hard rapper. Did did Eminem he, fucking body this guy that? No, hard? this is the guy they thought bodied Eminem a what couple happened? years ago. Exactly, this I thought- was this guy bodied M. Everybody who thought MGK bodied Eminem, you're a fucking idiot now. Like it took a few years to prove how dumb that was, but like, if I saw Eminem, and I'm not even M's biggest supporter, we've we've criticized him as hard as anybody. Kind of ripped my look off, not happy about it, but. He didn't he never switched so like he did change his style to like a different style of rap, I guess and what's maybe this is what we're gonna have to do maybe like it's gonna feel weird, you know to getting old he's younger than me and he's already at the point where it's like, I can't be rapping at this age you know younger than you Yeah, I think, he think he's younger, younger than me. Yes, I guarantee you he's younger <laughs> than what are you No, you're 30. <laughs> I'm 30. I think he's 30. Better
0: me live but this would be
2: like if my friend Term K started doing Term, like there's no K. Term K my friend I know him well enough to know he kept the K he's 30 those uh, intro songs that he does in the podcast like if you just started making albums like that and the joke ended and now it was serious time and we were like well that was quick If you like this song that is totally fine <laughs> as long as you're 12 years old. As long as you are 12 years of age or younger. That's totally cool. That's normal. The I angst in his face.
0: First up, I'm not sorry. I want to apologize to nobody. Well like girl, don't act like you ain't saw me. Last year was a mess and how I acted was before. First off, I'm not sorry, won't apologize to nobody, play me like I'm invisible, girl don't act like you ain't saw me. How's about at this point
2: in your musical trajectory we stop with the abonics? And the black slang. Yeah.
0: Girl, don't act like you ain't saw me. <laughs> Maybe if we're going <laughs> to switch. Don't act
3: like you ain't saw me.
0: We
2: switch all the way out of like the whole, <laughs> like it's like when Carlin had that bit about wearing your hat backwards. He's like, it's cool when black guys do it. I was when in, white guys uh, do it, it's
3: corny and fucking lame. I was in Florida recently and my girlfriend's roommate had a buddy of his over who's like uh did you act like you ain't saw him? Like a sloppy, like punk quote unquote guy with like leather jacket and studs and, and nose ring and messy hair. That and everything. sounds like maybe a punk. But guy. he's like a Florida punk who still I put on the Simpsons. Uh, it was the one where Marge uh, and homer it's the one where homer proposes to marge they're like reminiscing about their their whole past and homer like uh when he proposes to marge he puts an onion ring on her finger <laughs> uh but the dude the dude talked like only in florida is there a punk rock guy who's like he's dropping n-bombs and, he, and he's just talking all like he's got like a hood accent Right on him, which and is very unfitting, not just for the guy, but on top of it, for the outfit.
2: It's enough to like, look, we're the Palmer Squares. We play into the, we're white, we're Dude, corny, we're tell square. Me fuck about to put an onion <laughs> ring sheesh, on sheesh, nah, I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Extra crispy, dog. Hey. Like, to be... Uh, we gave those fuckers a hard time a year ago that made a diss track about us, and they're just like white kids trying Scumbags. to... Scumbags. Yeah, but still like putting on... the ha ha, ha yeah, that next time you think twice before you come at me, you, if you aim for the king, you best not miss. Ha <laughs> It's like, you're a white chick, you know? Stop doing that. You're a lesbian who's calling me a faggot for bullying somebody. <laughs> 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 so everything's upside down. This is Bizarro World, really. You know, <laughs> I just didn't see this one coming. Hey, I've said this before too. I remember I saw... Uh, Juicy J live years ago with Taggy yes. and MGK opened and I told you straight up I still feel it's way you sang his praises stole the show dude he was a great rap performer I was I felt like an idiot for criticizing him so hardly five years ago I was like I never really gave this dude a shot, and I came here to see like a dude from 3-6 Mafia, and now I'm here watching MGK, and I'm, and then afterwards, like, Juicy J kind of sucked. He phoned it in. Yeah. MGK was climbing the fucking thing that the stage is made out of, you know, the fucking, like, uh, you yeah, know, the, the little rafter, uh, uh, you it's know, like the, the rafters. It's, a, it's like the ladder thing that stacks, yes. and you can use it like a we ladder. We all know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's metal. It's got step <laughs> pieces the in it. The leg to the stage. It's like the thing he bounces the golf ball off, and then the Happy Gilmore. Exactly. <laughs> it's that thing. But he was doing a. <laughs> happy look out, huh? <laughs> So it sucks. Like, even a dude, I'm not as huge fan. When or she yells, fan Happy of look out,
3: more hardcore than oh. than anything <laughs> by girl, Machine don't Gun
0: Kelly. Like this like
3: <laughs> is
2: like <laughs> uh, my ball old girl, DVD player. We got the like A and B. That bugs me. Because, you know, he's still sitting there writing in his pink cargo shorts now, but with all this, like, Ebonic slang. Like, he's still writing. He's got a pink pen and a pink spiral notebook. You know what? Uh, No, it's just like...
3: This is awful.
2: Girl, don't act like you ain't saw me. I also come from... Not for this song. When you're writing lyrics for this song, that is like... That's unacceptable to me. And, the, and I read an article, like, Billboard talking about him performing on SNL and how, like, he just, his NS- SNL debut, he knocked it out of the park. Like, MGK is in a league of his own. And I'm just like, what are we talking
3: well, about? This is bizarre. I wouldn't have expected anything less from Billboard. Girl, don't com, act like you ain't saw me. I was born in, into a, a punk rock Family with punk rock roots. We're we're a bit of purists where I come from. You guys so wouldn't it's have this just, on the record player. It also just disgusts me that music like this is is like categorized by some people. Even if it has pop punk, even if it has the word pop before it, I don't I don't understand why punk has to be any part of the equation.
2: Right, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't even know what to call this because punk is so far out of like it's not hip hop. Obviously, he's doing a different genre, but it's not genre blending his old rap roots with this new thing. This is just like emo. This is like Blink One Eighty Two when we were in middle school. What I just said, no, yeah. no, th- not even like, like
3: I said, but if this following Grande the Grande was singing this, you wouldn't even. It wouldn't even be
2: odd to you. You'd be like, why is she doing this song? This is no, an Ariana honestly, Grande it song. is odd because sometimes she does the same thing and says like, you know, but she's singing like, you know, fuck around and you might catch these. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? Why are you yeah, using this like, like modern slang? Why are you cursing for I don't these like, like when the Disney pop songs?
0: I was fucking two bitches in the back room right. or
2: something. We really do sound like our conservative fathers like right Yeah, now. <laughs> but it's just there's something about like timeless music. It's not very lady like saying the F word on track. Uh,
3: You know. Frank Sinatra wasn't like, I fucking did it my way. What oh, a fucking ju- way over there. Weird and less classy <laughs> and less timeless.
0: I've been had that swag for a minute, doe. Shorty, come sit on my face, girl. It's like, eh, do a song
2: that sounds like this. It doesn't have to.
0: You know me and my goons, we keep it a stack, dough.
2: No, these aren't <laughs> words for the, these lyrics. Write like a fucking 12-year-old girl. Oh my God! It's the worst part.
3: <laughs> it's the worst part. He jumps up onto the. uh, Run it back. <laughs> he jumps up onto the bass drum like he's gonna fucking turn around and then jump Do off a it.
2: Do a splits in the air and
3: like, like a sl- fucking Russian roll. Axe. Pete yeah. Townsend be like seven feet wow! in the air. Wow! <laughs> but he jumps up on the bass drum and he loses his balance, so he just quickly peters off onto the side. <laughs> you can see oh! his, his boots quiver oh! when he hits this. No. thing.
2: Okay. <laughs>
3: Who, I don't know, who sees this and doesn't get douched
2: the fuck uh, Apparently out. everybody that's like, oh my god, you see MGK go fucking in? Don't act like you ain't saw him kill this set. I'll
0: never fall in love, everybody!
2: You know, it's
3: real easy to just sit there and tear somebody down who's out there trying something new and, and, and you know, doing something. I would so much rather be the guy at home not doing anything and tearing this down. This is dog shit.
2: And we've made songs about our exes and about love lost in the past. And I think any creative is going to do that. But it's like, maybe don't follow enema of the state template. Pussy (laughs) stuff is fine. Be do
3: fell in
0: love with the girl at the be emotional.
3: Talk about your emotions, all of that. Uh, What I don't care for though is when you juxtapose it with this hard exterior, rock and roll, fucking angst. I don't give
2: a care. It just seems so like uh douche. No, but it's like he has no, a 15-year career spanning a different style altogether, and then he just comes out like, hey, I'm making my SNL debut. When I heard he was on SNL, I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to see you. Like. And I forgot that he's doing this whole blanket warp Tour fucking thing now. I wouldn't have cared if I he was, would have rapped Honestly, anyway. it's way better. I'm way more obsessed with this song than I am if he would have just came out there and rapped something new. If he would have done Rap Devil Live, the Eminem disc, like even when it was hot a few years ago. They casted him not as in
3: SLC Punk 2, and they created a monster, bro. <laughs> Swear to God No, but listen to the music <laughs> To the music This is any
2: pop female singer's Just song Eighth note Yeah, there's not It's not like he's really flexing His new skill set With the singing and playing guitar live Instead of rapping and climbing the gate step rafter
0: Well, well. But he's rocking
3: out, dude. Isn't this like what every I don't understand how punk rock went from what it was when it was birthed to a thing that's exclusively made for thirteen-year-old girls.
2: But this is not punk rock. This is just exactly. It's the label they put on it because labels don't mean anything anymore. So yeah, uh, he throws the guitar back like Brendan Frage. Another Head. guy
3: who stole his name from a fucking real life criminal, murderer, gangster guy.
2: Exactly. Just to, just to be that. What a disrespect to fucking to real Machine it. Gun Kelly. Not only that, this guy stole his persona for almost two decades, but that now he's still keeping the same name and going like, yeah, but I'm also hard, but I have a sensitive side. I'm vulnerable, too, and you can tell because I wear pink and sing about falling in love with my ex's best friend or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. Oh, but I didn't tell you who he's playing with, Black
3: Bear. So you knew off the bat it was going to be hardcore because it's Machine Gun Kelly with Black Bear, and uh, we all know who Black Bear is. We don't. The hardest of cores. I've heard of Black Bear. You've heard Black Bear. We've even done our own rendition of Black Bear.
2: Oh, no. They're not in here. They're not. Yeah, They're not. you
3: know what I'm talking about. What?
0: Fuck you and you and ooh ee oo Hot girl
2: bummer, bro.
3: Hot girl bummer. Fuck you <laughs> and you
0: and you. I hate your like friends I'm- and they hate me too.
3: I need to put together a band who can really... Uh, who can really articulate my
2: hardcore oh. feelings and vibes? Um, yeah, we had that in the soundboard for the Junkard Samurai tour because we discovered this song on that tour, however the fuck that came up. And then, yeah, that was the rest of it. Just drunk with Prob in an Airbnb, recording ourselves, harmonizing.
0: Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you.
2: Um. I watched a movie called Black Bear this past week. I wanted to support the fucking theater that we love so much in Chicago. So I downloaded it and watched it at home.
3: What, Music Box? hmm I haven't done any of their digital streaming stuff. I was stuff. bored.
2: I had, I had 12 bucks on deck, and, and theaters I was just are like, open, So I need a movie to watch. What's fucking taking so long? Aubrey Plaza, cute as frick. Also plays a splendid hammer drunk. She is delicious. Yep. Uh, but she also, like, uh, you know, you, you, we've all seen actors play drunk, and it's like, yeah, but they're sober and they're trying to play drunk. She looked drunk, dude. I think they just gave her a fucking fifth.
1: <laughs> Fuck you. All
2: right. Well, moving on. That's enough of that. We have to get to MGK's second song he played on SNL. I've never heard the second song. Once again, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs>
0: Reading. Slob on my knob like corn on the cob <laughs> <laughs> i got in trouble the first time my dad saw me
3: i got in trouble the first time my dad saw me
0: first time since mom had left and i wrote <laughs> I don't
2: know, I kind of feel bad. I, I, I had a midlife crisis recently, too. You know, we all express it in different ways.
0: This guy bodied them.
2: Dude, I had a band that I played in my mom's basement with too When I was in high school And this was the music we were like trying to go for This is like... This is, what well, this is how you
3: sing about your suburban problems as well, which aren't really problems. I got in
0: trouble for skateboarding at Tarkington. My mom had to pick me up from the Wheeling Police Station. Marco Prinarov took a shit on the <laughs> sign and threw it at the library window. We ran from the cops. We called him tons of fun. He slingshotted his duty at the window. It went kersplat. I got community service for putting rocks <laughs> in the road and watching cars hit them. Public endangerment, <laughs> vandalism charge. Almost got my ass beat by a dude in his 20s. My mom grounded me for playing ding dong ditch.
2: <laughs> you got a
0: shoehorn. Ding dong. Ding dong.
3: No, but this is like, I, I can't escape from. This is song. These are songs that should be sung by like Ashley Simpson or someone. Which is Ashley Simpson. <laughs> yeah, I
2: guess you're right. They should. They should have been <laughs> songs 15 years ago, and then that career was canceled. Gotcha, I don't know
3: who's who's a girl.
2: I remember. I miss when we used songs? to cancel entertainers just because they sucked. Remember, like Ashley Simpson. She got caught lip syncing <laughs> on SNL, and they were like, "Yeah, Cyanara, sucker." She didn't have to tweet something questionable. I'm saying we should reinvoke that so we can get this MGK the fuck out of here. He's wearing like a fucking the homepage of Hot Topic. He's got spikes on his neck, dude.
0: All
2: right. Anyways, so everybody, yeah, it's, like
3: hit, it's borderline offensive it. to anyone uh, with any roots in the genre. Uh, you know, it's and I'm sure people have thought the same thing about us. It's the same sort of thing, but we at least like, we didn't just put on sideways hats and echo shirts and then fucking sing right. to an uh, to an accordion and call it rap music. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the only thing that makes this labeled punk rock by by whoever is the fucking Hot Topic shopping spree.
2: Uh, MGK opened with an energetic performance of my ex's best friend Rock- My culture is not a
3: costume
2: <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Rocking out with his pink guitar alongside Rocking his backing out. band For his second performance The, bleach, the bleached hair star slowed things down with the emotional why do they have to, like, lonely
3: Why do they have to add extra words like that? How much longer does it really make the article For you to describe him as the bleached haired star? Right, there's Just something say else Kelly. you good point
2: out The ex-rap performer Just Kelly <laughs> Um, he performed, uh, slowed things down with The Emotional Lonely, a song about his late father who died last July. Uh, maybe his dad was clairvoyant and he had a premonition that this song was on the horizon and he checked out, really. He's like, I don't want to stick around to hear that shit.
0: I got in trouble!
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten seconds before we played Lonely on SNL, they came up and said the whole lighting board and setup we had for the performance crashed. He tweeted the following morning. So we just had a spotlight... Oh, and wow. the music, and that was the best thing that could have happened. Um, that's why it's so intimate and emotional. Yeah, you tell me it was on the to, fly? Um, but the I'm en- impressed. But the unexpected surprises didn't stop there. During the end credits, an overjoyed MGK got carried away while goofing around with SNL cast members. The musician ended up taking a tumble off the stage while excitedly attempting to pick up his pal, Pete Davidson. I love the bromance nature of this. This sucks. With his pals and his buddies and his bros, and he's just having a honky-dory good time. Let's watch MLK, or uh, MGK. (laughs) We need to celebrate MGK Day. This is Make Your Dream Stuff. Thank you so much. So he's doing, like, a gang handshake with Black Bear, and then he does a normal standard handshake with Jim from The Office. And then Pete Davidson... They take a spill there. They're Dude just palling ass. around like a
0: couple of pallies.
2: What a what a guy. Unfortunately, the stage is two feet tall. It does look fun. At least he could have taken a worse spill off that bass drum. He should be lucky he only <laughs> spilled off the, the six-inch Tarkington curb here. Um mesmerizing really like fuck machine gun, I, 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 fi- I find those songs i find the
3: astounding f- fact that the rap world is not taking a giant shit all over this guy is astounding
2: we speak for the rap world in we this don't instance. Though, unfortunately. Yeah, we unfortunately do. no we totally do we right. someone has to kick it off <laughs> everything needs a jump off point um but no this should not be i i need um clarification like are you going to are you gonna make another rap album or might you have a a, a a new name for your for this music with Black Bear and the spin maybe, you know. Remember Blink One Eighty Two made Boxcar Racer? Still the same bullshit, no, but they like had an really. I'm pretty sure there was like I a, did listen a, a to Blink One Eighty Two spin Blink-182 off a spin-off band a,
3: of a certain age, but it was very a brief stint. I had the Enema of the State album which I bought at C D Recyclery at Rainhurst Mall. Hell yeah. And uh <laughs> and uh wouldn't pay full price. And then that live one where they do the fucking piss shit tits motherfucker
2: cock song, you know what I mean? That's the one. <laughs> motherfucker cock. <laughs> I think you left out a <laughs> something fills the gap. But it's
3: it's exactly, you know, what this is. It's music that is made for
2: preteens, you know. Right. It is, and, uh...
3: This is like he went from fucking, like, he was a UFC fighter, and then it got, the going got rough, so he went down to, like, a children's karate class to kick some ass.
2: Yeah, what was that dude's name? Kramer? No, not, not um... Oh, what the fuck? CM Punk. See, He did a reverse thing. He was in the WWE, mm-hmm. and then that didn't work out, so then he tried to be a cage fighter. Yes. And then... Turns out he's not that good of a cage fighter. And that didn't work out also. because he's a you know he's a he's a, theater, a theatrical actor or a wrestler rather you know WWE. So then he tries UFC, MMA, all of these M- MGK, SNL, R.I.P. Double K, CMP, R.E.S.P. CMP and MMA. But anyways, now CM Punk is like in a horror movie that I actually watched. It was god awful bad on Netflix. He's Can acting. Got to do something good. Something he's like he keeps getting he bounced around from like well. You know, I, this ain't working anymore, so I'm going to try this. Um, and all the while, you know, he has the name CM Punk, I guess. But he's like, we knew him from this one thing, and then he went to a different version of that one thing, and then he wound up in something different altogether with, like, trying an acting career. Sure, get in where you fit in. But at the same time, like... fit in anywhere, though. Yeah, like, are, is he going to... Is MGK going to be balancing... kept doing fake wrestling for children. I don't know. I guess 30 minutes is enough time to spend on Machine Gun Kelly's new songs. Um, but seriously, like... Obsessed, uh, remarkable, like mesmerized. These are, that's how I feel watching it. And I, I just like, I was filming my TV with my phone and just sending term clips. I was just like, you got to see this. You got to, and then I was just like, I'll just save it. We'll just dedicate the first half of the next podcast to speechless. My, uh, my ex favorite Juicy J opener. Um, I, I sent, uh, every time I see a story that I think you would enjoy the headline, I don't read the whole story, but I just email it to the podcast email. Um, to make sure I can brush it, you know, run it by you. Here's the... And it's... What does it say? Why you should double mask to prevent COVID-19.
3: Oh, yeah. You didn't know about this?
2: I, I heard Dr. about Fauci this Dr. Fauci said <laughs> it only makes more sense. It only <laughs> makes...
3: It's only common sense that you As much as you bring
2: up, two like, mask stuff. And it just comes up. Everybody brings it up because it's the new I way meant to bring is. up... Last week, I sent you that, that uh,
3: advertisement that I saw at, at a bus stop. And it just... I don't know. It It made me... It made me upset. What what did it say? It made me really upset. It was a picture of a child, uh, like a stock photo of a child in a doctor's uniform. a big smile. Mm -hmm. Bright, happy kid. Uh, And then it says, in fake kid's handwriting font. Like lemonade stand? Yes. Crayon? And it says, like, uh, I want to grow up to be a doctor. If you stay home, I'll have a chance. You know, which, what else is that implying other than, if I leave my house, kill the kid. I might kill this kid and he doesn't grow up to be a doctor. What else is that supposed to hey, imply? Blood's on our hands. What else is that implying to me? And it's just gross. I called it uh, I called it propaganda, uh, which one person who I spoke to had an issue with. And it's, it's like the only issue yeah, but is... but just like I
2: said that song was mesmerizing. Like, look up the definition of their, the word. To
3: their point, the only thing not making it propaganda is the fact that the government themselves didn't make it and put it out and, th- oh, okay. and this is a very fine line sure if if the government had this would be unarguably propaganda right. and it, and it's pushing this this phony narrative of that like you're going to murder a child if you leave your house it's bullshit and it's gross that they use fucking child's handwriting uh to do it right <coughs> and then you wonder like these stock photos of people like if if you know this kid had no idea when that picture was taken what it was going to be
2: used for his but parents I had no idea. When I when I see that headline, um it's it's like we're a year into this shit just about and to see that it just confirms to me that like they still have no plan really. Or like nothing is Not really Oh wait, we tried the masks for a year and it's still the numbers are going up. So two masks? This sounds like a fucking cartoons like idea of right. what to suggest. Oh like but this is real life. It's been a year now and stay home, wear a mask if you leave home. Everyone does it none of it's working really so they just go two masks so i'm guessing next february three masks would be the natural progression <laughs> this is like a an sat question you know <laughs> this is what's the progression of right. the sequence here
3: no i talked to one guy who you know he's explaining how the the masks and the social distance, distancing of six distinction feet, the social distance of six feet and the mask are the same measure so if you're doing one, it's not really necessary to do the other. The reason you wear a mask is to not send viral droplets
2: I remember we out of pointed your that face. Out. We were pointing that out back in April because that's exactly what all, even these cunt politicians whom I hate in Chicago specifically, like everybody said that, like when you cannot maintain six foot social the distance, viral droplet, be sure to wear your mask. The reason you stay six feet
3: away is because a viral droplet will only travel you know, between five and six feet. So if you're not, you know what I'm saying? If you're not wearing a mask, you just need to maintain
2: a 6-foot difference. That's all uh right, doing both is is somewhat redundant. I, I there's another headline that I saved because I wanted to know how to talk to you because I wasn't sure how to talk to my friend anymore. It says what to say if to It says what to say if someone wrongly claims 99% of people survive COVID. I remember you told me that. Well, what
3: you should do you is told You told me
2: that 99% of people survive
3: COVID, but I need to know what to tell you. You go look at the numbers and it's 97, it's something. Right. Okay, oh. so 97 is the percentage of people who live. Uh, there's over 100 million cases worldwide and 2 million deaths. It says this. So it's pretty, you don't even need to do much much math but there. It, it when the says, number of, pe- no, I don't of know. cases is 100 million. Sorry. The number of deaths is 2 million. I don't know if I should listen 2 million to your advice is 2% article. <laughs> of 100
2: million. You know what I'm saying? It's funny to me because there's a whole article here dedicated to like just um, what math can prove to you if you just use a calculator. It's mm-hmm. like you need to read a whole article about how to talk to your friends, and uh, but it says the stat has become extremely popular with both celebrities and your COVID-denying friends. So these are numbers. So you're the d- COVID-denying friends, not a celebrity, right? What's funny to me if, is if you jump down a little bit too, because I did actually read this article, and um, what does it disprove its headline? Like oh, almost every fucking when someone liberal, brings liberally biased uh, article. It is very, and I won't say propagandic, but they are pushing like like they make you feel like the enemy if you do uh, like look a little further into it right. at all. It says if someone brings COVID's in, in quotes low, in, in COVID's quote low mortality rate. So they already want you to think that it's it's high, even if it is one, two, or three percent. It's two percent, right? Um, uh, so the low mortality it, rate. It in might the be two point one five percent. They're missing a few major pieces of the puzzle. Deliberately or not, the biggest one, the 99% stat, just isn't true. According to an Associated Press fact check, scientists are still trying to determine COVID's infection fatality rate, and the 99% stat seems... Uh, stems largely from May 2020 analysis that is yet to be peer reviewed or even published. Instead, it's been twisted by people whose interests lie in pretending COVID 19 doesn't exist.
3: No, I'm not pretending it doesn't exist, though. Right, because so that's I'm one another big
2: push. That's another big umbrella statement of like because a lot of us believe it exists, but we don't agree with the the I rules that, that be- have no consistency. Yes. I think that people's fears are being heightened by, by stats being blown out of proportion. There's a large level of fear-mongering that is not necessary, but that the media and the rulemakers do capitalize on. Um, but it just says here, it also doesn't gel with what we've already experienced in the U.S. We've had an estimated uh, 25,300,000 COVID cases, as of this writing, with 421,000 deaths attributed to the virus. More than 1.5 times the supposed 1% mortality rate. The way they put that, more than 1.5 times. So it's not 99%, it's 98.3%. That's what I'm saying. So I look at global numbers. And there's a whole numbers. article dedicated to how to make your friends feel stupid if they were 0.6% off. That's what I'm saying. So I look at global numbers, and of course... And they give you both numbers. You can do the math with 25.3 and 421,000. Just do it, and you'll find out exactly... You don't, it's not a debate. Why are these articles trying to make debate. more of a kerfuffle? Globally, a fucking-
3: <laughs> there's 100 million coronavirus cases, there's 2.1 million deaths, and there's 72.9 million people recovered. Now, I know that you would then say that, well, then the recovery rate is 73%, but Of active cases, 25 million of them are in mild condition, and you could probably assume that those 25 million people will will eventually join the recovered. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's where that missing 25% lies, and the serious or critical condition of the currently infected people is 100,000.
2: I've also- um, So if you
3: add the 100,000 to the 2 million deaths, you get a number that's around 2.15%. Right. And which is so, which means a, 97 and a half, 97.85 recovery rate. But the
2: demonization of like the the people this article is talking about, where normally this would be like like this, like you know, I mean, I guess we can talk about. There's a ninety-nine percent recovery rate, which is a positive, even though four hundred twenty-one thousand people is a large number, less people than that should die, you know. Right. So it's like let's not ignore that. But t- if you go like it's ninety-nine percent recovery rate, and then they're like, uh, uh-uh, check that, and then I go, I'm sorry, ninety-eight. Like that. That's that's it. We're still kind of talking. We're still making the same point about not denying the existence. And it's not even a point I choose to make, but I still feel as though I can be objective when I see articles like this of like, why are you telling me what math can tell me better? You know? Like, <coughs> exactly. you're, you're telling me how math works like I didn't learn that. People
3: also like to put it on anyone who, who brings up these, the, you know, the 97% recovery rate or anything like that, that you're uh, discrediting everyone who's died from this Oh, no. By saying, like...
2: No, they're discrediting you for being 1% off in your statistics. The person who got upset
3: with me calling that ad with the child and the fake kid's handwriting propaganda said that I was discrediting every person that's died of this disease. And I said, like, Oh, my God. What a leap.
2: What a leap and a fucking bound. The way I see it,
3: this ad is exploiting everybody who's died of this virus. Yeah. And I don't understand why me questioning somebody's fear-mongering means that I'm discrediting anything. And that's what makes this such a polarizing issue is that somebody... uh, So if you know somebody who died... I know somebody whose uncle died of cancer. He'd had cancer for years. It finally caught up with him. He died of cancer. They tested his corpse for COVID. He came up negative. They tested his corpse again, came up negative. They tested the corpse a third time, came up positive, and they listed it as a COVID death. So, but if you... If you tell that story to someone, how does that even work? So, it, three times post mortem, or, or like, they just the word? keep testing until they get a positive. Who's to say if you got one
2: positive out of three so, tests? So, none of those tests you just described were while they were alive still? No.
3: So, a corpse caught COVID? I don't know. They just test the corpse. I'm. Uh, <laughs> you know but if it came up 2 out of 3 times negative who's to say that that positive isn't a false positive but my point is that people treat what i'm saying right now as they'll always say that well that's anecdotal evidence mm. but if someone says i know someone who died you know and they were you know they weren't uh, elderly or they weren't obese they didn't have pre-existing conditions that's not treated as anecdotal evidence and that's something that like shuts down the entire conversation yeah and now you're 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 accused of like discrediting their loss you know, when that's never your intention. When your intention is is to say that, like, I don't think it's healthy for I just, everyone to be convinced further that they, it's a good thing that they should shutter themselves in their homes and isolate from their loved ones out of yeah. fear that they'll kill some kid who wants to grow up
2: to be a fucking doctor. We can't all, like, forget and you know what? to, that kid's to gonna, stand in the center and see when there's, like, there's clear divides, like people trying to make waves where there are not through a lot of this. And there's going to keep being that... <laughs> And like, I think that what sucks is it's easier to just read something and and pick your side and then which also declares who the the enemy is, like who the other side is and run with that. But it's such a, it's not even a year yet that the pandemic has been in America, but it's been a year of COVID. If we're starting back to Wuhan, I think it's been uh, about December twenty nineteen. it's actually been a year, I think since the first case, it was the end of January. It's been, it's been, yeah, um, yeah.
3: Since the first, but I was Wuhan hearing case. about it in
2: Wuhan. Uh, we were hearing for, for about weeks, it for weeks, two months. Yeah,
3: before it got here, in like the fall of 2019 is when we started seeing videos. But either of way, people look, in China a year is not a long time. My point is,
2: a year is not a long time. So the fact that everybody, because we all have the internet, we all decide, you know, that we're experts, and you know, the whole all I know is that I know nothing. Like I'm fucking stupid, and the I dumbest. will even speak. I'm. Ta- I'll talk about these. I'll pick my side just for the sake of discussing these articles. But my point is that I see the articles pushing like. Dividers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, wear two masks, wear a mask, or uh, one mask. And if you're not near anybody, don't wear a mask or whatever. But we don't have to then start playing like the one mask versus the two mask rule. And now one mask guy is the enemy. Like, right it's, here's why it's your wild. neighbor is a murderer for not wearing two masks. And, and stuff that you can all observe easily, like mask, no mask. Now we decide we're righteous and they're evil. Just basic shit. Like, I saw a thing, um, it was just something on fucking social media, but like, kind of. Uh, a, a vegan pushing the fact that another reason we should all be vegans is that because pandemics come from meat, which is actually not untrue. But I also just watched some biological scientists on uh, Bill Maher this past week who talk about how um, they think it's more likely that uh, that it came from a lab. In fact, it's to sit, to call the lab theory the conspiracy. It's there's so much more in that, and they get into these details and yeah. they ta- they split about uh, the two different. They break down. One um, vac I'm stupid so I'm paraphrasing this terribly but one style of vaccine versus another style one is more traditional, one is more modern and how 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 can we be so comfortable trusting something that just got invented necessarily versus this is a vaccine, but we're doing it the old way so they're ju- and they're just talking about how they get vilified and have to put all sorts of disclaimers up just to whatever publish their text or speak on their podcast or whatever these scientists do but they're just saying, you know they're they're trying to be objective, but people will hear somebody say like, you know, it still might have came from a lab. We shouldn't have ditched the it was lab based because the vaccine yeah. is it it affects whether or not the vaccine's going to work, right? If it's something that did come from meats and bats or whatever, we know how to do that. But Could the fact that they're mulch? making vaccines for something that may not have been from animals, we should we need to know in order to get the vaccines as, uh, effective as, or, or just as safe as possible because right. we don't know what future side effects could look like from a vaccine that's six months old couldn't and it, the way we're doing it for the first time ever.
3: Couldn't it have come from a
2: bat But just saying that apparently could it be both? you know gets you scarlet letter a lot of times but I have no reason not to listen to these folks at least express their theory about it because they're biological scientists who work with animals and have been vaccinated way more than I have. It's just like I'll listen to them speak. But a lot of people, again, these like sofa warriors, you know, just want to be like, no, wrong.
3: Conspiracy theory in someone's face as a bad thing, uh, you know, have done no research that they know you know, to prove to themselves that what this person is saying is just a conspiracy theory, they were told by CNN or Politico or whoever yeah. that it is, and now they just regurgitate, you know, what their source of information tells them they should be regurgitating. I
2: just, it would be great if we could all um, at least lean into the instinct to, rather than instinctually go like, "I knew it." I knew it, but, like, nobody knows it. It's been less than a year, you know? Like, we're all, wait till they publish texts five, ten years from now that have more, you know, peer-reviewed, double, triple-tested studies, all that shit, where we're gonna find out, but we can't be in such a rush we, we can just move as fast as things are moving, but we can't right. all just pretend that we actually know just because we read articles. Like I saw um, about stuff that just fucking started. There's this virus and these vaccines, the style of vaccine are brand new. They just invented it.
3: There's some uh, Republican congresswoman who they're trying to get investigated and like thrown out of Congress because she uh, regurgitates a lot of conspiracy theory stuff. Mm-hmm. Her last name's Green or something. And she's probably a dumb cunt. See the lady about the Jew lasers? I don't know. Like I said, she's probably a dumb cunt. But right. the the video I saw was like years ago when the Vegas shooting happened, resurfaced now, of her questioning the you know, if there was a conspiracy behind the Vegas shooter guy. Uh, she was she didn't even really like make any accusations of like who would have been involved on the other end or who would have helped him or for what purpose. She just she was tying it in and saying as like uh if you were trying to convince a bunch of people who are gun nuts to not be gun nuts and to give up their their second amendment, who better to target than a bunch of country music fans and whatever was I guess just the point that she was making, but also just the point that she 's making is that i don 't that she doesn 't believe Stephen Paddock acted alone in the Vegas shooting, and of course, like I always do, I just I go through the comments to see what all the cretans looking at these posts have to say about it, and it's just it's just thousands of comments. Uh, you know, bashing this woman. Uh, and, and and But they're all coming from these angles of like, they're not coming from these informed angles of like, I know, you know, all of the facts that do prove that Stephen Paddock acted alone. And this bitch is a fucking nut who's just spewing wrongful conspiracy. Nobody can disprove her. It all comes from this angle of like, she's not regurgitating what CNN told me. She's not telling me what the mass media told me. Uh, you know, so she's bad and she should be banned. She should be censored. Like I said, she might be a dumb cunt and should be fucking expelled from Congress for other reasons. I have no idea. Uh, But it's it's little ones like that that bug me where it's like, these people who, who's like, don't see it as productive to question anything they're told by mainstream media, especially Mm -hmm. with something involving, you know, a story like that, a guy, one guy shooting hundreds of people out of a hotel room window, you know, with with hundreds of pounds of ammunition and firearms,
2: yeah, you know, it, it could do you some good to just question. There's also a how lot he of, got
3: all that to the room without being noticed. Like another thing
2: we're not experts in is like the the past history of similar events, where like a lot of times, uh, it took years of research to like catch a killer or killers or prove that it wasn't you know one shooter <laughs> or something like that. And theories they like. The wheels of justice move slow. And uh, to be... Um, I don't know so divisive and vilifying people that are kind of just trying to theorize like wait how could somebody drag hundreds of pounds alone wouldn't it make sense to consider a second person I understand that like it's whether like they're right a- or wrong yes maybe they are a kook maybe they are a nut but at the same time when if we're all looking for the answer and the justice let's explore let, that's what isn't that what detective units and the FBI and are for to this, like defensive- try all those theories until you get the fucking people responsible there's
3: this defensiveness that comes from people who like who just want to be ignorantly spoon fed whatever the media tells them them about an issue like that and it's like when i when i questioned when i was fucking 20 however old i was 22 when sandy hook happened and i questioned the facts behind that it's like i'm not i'm not making any accusations or like again discrediting any deaths i just have questions but the second you ask a question you're pointed at like a piece of shit you know right. who, who needs to explain themselves it's like i don't i don't have
2: any any end game or reasoning that's why it's like it's a ch- it's hard. It's not easy to do, but like if you have to try to um, just because I have a question, back, remove yourself from the, the you know the whatever the black versus white, the red versus right. blue, whatever the thing is going on, and try and see how like because you based you, on where you're getting this information. So to speak, from you, um, you're gonna get a different side of it. You ask and if a you question, see both sides. It's gonna be better for everybody. When you, you ask a question about
3: an event like that, and people are just like, "Okay, so then tell me what happened." It's like I don't know what happened. Yeah, I just had a question. I remember just because I don't know exactly like where it like ends, the end game of it doesn't mean that I can't be curious about some of the facts. You know, if you said the kid was a hundred pounds, and then you said he had 120 pounds of artillery, I just want to know like how. He could have carried it all. Um, I, w- I watched a. I'm not saying the government did it to take your guns. I just I have a question.
2: Um, I was watching a like. Sometimes I watch this uh, conservative leaning comedy podcast, and I'm there for the funny. And uh, but they're smart people too. Good discussion. I don't like whatever pigeonholing and just whatever watching one thing. But I remember in the summer the way they they conservative leaning would talk about the the uh blm movement and basically they would show just rioting and say like show right. me where the peaceful protesting is but if you turn on other networks you will you will find plenty of peaceful protesting mm. that will offset the reality that both things are happening and then i watched the same program more recently talk about the capital insurrection and they were only showing the people like a mile away being peaceful and going where's all the violence right show me the violence yeah. and i was like if you look at another network you'll find like and I'm not mad at anybody I'm not gonna cancel him I'm not watching his show anymore he was never funny it's just like that's interesting to me because I'm standing from a vantage point right now where I can see both and decide for myself that it's weird because it's making the point that it's always both it's always both yeah we can't just pick our side and look like that you whatever you're turning into we'll do it like just Watch him cover a liberal uh, story versus like a conservative story, or something about Republicans versus Democrats. Rather, neither side has any. They do both, and they cover it opposite ways. And it's like, well, that's he's not a newscaster, yeah. So I'm not surprised by it. But I'm just glad I see it (laughs) both ways instead of being like, you know what, he's right, and BLM are the terrorists, and the Republicans are the good. (laughs) In
3: finding common ground, both sides will just justify uh, things that they criticize the other side for doing. But once their side does it, they'll find any excuse to justify it. It's gross. This is you
2: know. It's literally like the learning to live with the. F- that's yin and yang. That's like Buddhist monk shit. Of like, it's always both. That's that's my yin and yang. I've always liked saying that because mm-hmm. it's like whatever your feeling is. Like there are people that will disagree, and it's not about who's right all the time. It's about being able to coexist, right? Yeah. It's because because if you could just acknowledge that there's always going to be somebody who disagrees with you, and that could be a good thing. It could actually bring you around, or you could bring them around, and you understand each other, and you coexist. It's like the when uh, you can't
3: coexist, it's like it's all a waste of time. The coexist bumper sticker. But somebody Brutal, made one, I hate it. But, but somebody <laughs> made one that's made all out of guns. Really? Best of both worlds, you know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> Have both on your car and just let people honk and honk. That tr- is true centrism. <laughs> um, yeah, just funny to me. That, that's what I do. Now. I don't read the shit. I just see a headline and then email it to myself. Like, I'll see what Term thinks about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this will set us off for 15 more minutes. Um, I did, I was, last
3: week I was going to ask, because last week Larry King died? Yeah. Was it uh so I was going to see if if maybe I thought this could be like a new thing on the show death of the week we do a shot every week to whoever died you know. Uh, but I right. guess Larry King uh who came after okay so, so we're going to finish the bottle today <laughs> Trebek, Doom and then I thought Larry King was you know Double K and Screech just died. Screech? One of those actually means I leave a girl with a busted <laughs> hymen number tire screech like dust
2: and diamond r.i.p bro pretty brutal i mean age 44 that's like 10 years older than me uh granted i'm sure he was living the vita loca a lot more than i have um the guitar player from the animals died uh what's his name i don't know that's why you didn't say it that's why i didn't didn't (laughs) say it that's why i didn't say it (laughs) um yeah death of the week hey look i don't have any booze nearby but um i'll do a shot for screech and dub k you know i'm saying uh, yeah, I, I ended the little sobriety streak, at least, uh, mm-hmm. me and Term went out, had a night on the town the other night. We did. Very bromantic, very fun. We, uh, I had this idea of going, I, I like going bowling. Bowling is fun. It okay, is very fun, fun to me.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, so I thought Chicago this weekend opened up
2: like a uh, low capacity. I did not know this. I was basically saying, let's hang out this weekend. Let's watch the Bulls game or some shit. And you're like, yeah, let's go bowling. Did not even hear that because they probably don't want people to go gather still or support a business that is open. Mm -hmm. But I was like, yeah, dude, I haven't even before the pandemic, I don't think I've been bowling in like a year or two which or is upsetting a couple of years. you kicked my ass all oh, yeah. three games. 3 three oh sweep dude no problem uh i had like 172 <laughs> the first game you had like 61
3: <laughs> there's a uh, bowling alley right by my place but there's also one in between i went to pick you up and there's one in between your place and my place yeah so we stopped there at the diversity rock and bowl where we uh years ago where we met sven gooley yeah of chicagoland fame yep and uh it was packed
2: it's it was packed. We like, decided to go I was there. expecting to go there. Like like I said, when you go to the gym, they like shut down every treadmill or two so they keep the distance. Yeah, you know it's like every lane's fucking open, but they put a, a divider plastic thing that's like strung up. That's it. Like cables strapping it in, in between. And to like nobody, not nobody, but when the people were sitting at their table, they weren't wearing masks and they weren't enforcing the mask. It's thing. crazy. And I'm not snitching. I, it kind of made me think like, all right, this is the beginning phases of yeah. Like they're letting people do shit. I
3: guess. Oh, that's how you combat this world's deadliest virus, is you put up a window with no walls.
2: <laughs> exactly. You put up a
3: nine-foot so piece is a of window. plastic
2: that's still got nothing but air all no around walls, it. No walls,
3: just a window. Yeah. Uh, but it was packed. We, to uh, the point where we had to, to wait like, like an hour, hour. yeah. Uh, uh, we went there because the bowls are on and they have TVs. The that one was by more my important to me. Is... I said,
2: as long as we have a, the bowls game on and we can drink a beer, I don't care what we do. It's one of
3: those uh, bowling alleys that's like... Uh, It's very modern American ADHD. Uh, There's fucking like ADHD crazy. Okay, so there's like cosmic lights. There's top 40 pop music. There's your bowling in your lane, and then above your pins, there's a projector screen with some sports game on.
2: Yeah, like at least if you had to guess how many different programs between all the screens were, like it's at least like seven or eight. And th- but still like 25 screens. They're just alternating all these different college games and shit. Not a one. Regardless. Not a uh, one bowls game.
3: We think, fuck this, let's go keep it low key. I live right around the street from an old uh, bowling alley called the Fireside Bowl.
2: We used to live, uh, when Term and I lived together, we lived over there too. And that would be where we would go bowling every few months. We would have friends over. Some My some, dad. That uh, was the
3: spot. My dad played some shows there with the effigies. I remember there was one show. That they played when I was a little boy. Uh, and I remember got, I got to stand on stage the whole show. They put the stage in the lanes. That's what I remember. Damn. They had a show at the Fireside Bowling Alley. And the stage was in the center of the lanes. Uh, so I like the Fireside. Again, roots. Punk rock roots. We're,
2: we've always been more like dive bar than club type anyways. like We'll, we'll always take a dingier, older school like less renovation recently type of spot or uh, but anyway so we switched cuz we're like let's not wait an hour if the bull- I bet they're open over there and it's never as popular as popping um and it wasn't we were the only when we were walking in three other people were walking out and we were the only people in there whole place to ourselves whole place to ourselves the exact opposite of where we
3: were no projector
2: TVs nope. uh no top 40 no screens by the way but they had like a tube TV up above the vending tube machine, tube TV, like a twenty-inch tube. And I was like, and that's not none of these are on um the Bulls game either. But I'm like, can I switch the channel, dude? Just gives me the remote. So this now is your I'm place just now I'm this clicking is your around. Way now. I got a Budweiser. I got the whole fucking you know place to ourselves. The tube TV term so old and shit. Dumping shitty. money into the jukebox. We're listening to our tunes.
3: Oh, I got to put on 15 Minute Eight Miles High" by the Birds on Unissued <laughs> Unlimited. Uh, the tube TV that we get the Bulls game on is so old and shitty right. that the Bulls game the doesn't fit. The aspect ratio it. Is, is too wide. It for doesn't
2: this. fit the screen, and there's no score, scoreboard. It's just cut off. You can see like CHI, <laughs> but no numbers. <laughs> we're so I'm game watching with the no whole score. second and half. And we're like, I'm on my phone refreshing the score as yes. I'm watching the fourth. And it's like, like I said. I'd this been, is a way more Terminac vibe, but we were just like, I even doing happier. it like, like it wasn't working, like you have to tune into two screens to even get the full game in a busted old establishment that nobody's supporting. It just, and it was like, it was so comfortable, like looking at the uh, first bowling alley that was packed and still people being very comfortable with mask off at their station. I was nothing, like, there's nobody in this place but us, mm-hmm. except the one guy working there way across the fucking room and hidden behind plastic shields and shit, too, so it was just like, yeah, we had no masks, fucking bowling. I was so happy. Solo, just just us, man, that was fucking, and I haven't been bowling in years, and again, you know, you heard my meltdown, I just like, ah, a lot of cabin fever, stuck inside, haven't right. really done, gone to a, a place where you could dine in or throw a bowling ball or anything, so... I was actually a little worried that I'd be like anxious to go out and be in a so because it's it's been a year you've caged me and now I don't know right. how I feel I felt I, great. I was so happy I... to go do something fun that felt safe and normal yes I forget that like I'm living life <laughs> you also went to Florida a couple times during this to times. Visit that's the
3: your only girl. time I've bowled and they're way
2: different over there
3: right uh, uh, but, but I have bowled a few times in this past
2: year every time in Florida didn't show got your ass whooped all right. <laughs> I've always been okay at bowling. Like not good good, but usually usually over a hundred. I'm very anxious. I felt like my first game was like really good. I did not expect to uh,
3: last time I went bowling with Berta, I bowled a turkey. Three strikes, mm-hmm. tenth frame, and then the next game just went back to throwing gutter balls. I got a, I got uh, no a two consistency strike nine pin. to my game. I
2: got an almost turkey.
3: Somehow I can throw three strikes in a row and then go eight more frames with nothing.
2: Um so we did that, and then uh, went and crushed a pizza and drank Jack Daniels at your house, and then I took an Uber home because th- there's a big snowstorm that just rolled through Chicago. This is maybe the biggest. It's the biggest. Uh, blizzard I can remember in five years. In f- I was gonna say at least five. I remember a five big years. one. Walk into my old job, which I haven't even worked at for four years, I guess. But uh, I talked to my grandpa, Yeah, It's been a while. There's a man, lot he of the snow here. the leading authority here. on Chicago weather. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, It's the biggest one in five years. And I have a car now, so I had to, like... And I don't got nowhere to go, but Melina has work, so I dug the car out. I offered. I was, like, you know, this is... I was in a good mood. I was in a productive mood, and I was like, babe, I'm going to take care of that for you. And holy shit, dude. It was, like, 30 minutes. My arm already hurt. It was sore from bowling because, you know... Because you're old. Man of a finer age here. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, so I already had, like, sore shoulder, and then I went and dug snow for 30 minutes. And I came back in, like, soaking wet, you know, sweaty, Mm-hmm. It was uh I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, I lucked but there's like out. yeah, there's a foot and a half, two feet of snow. It's higher than it should be because like as people snow plow and snow blow everything, it just right. doubles the, the size of everything that's not in the middle of the street.
3: I lucked out by the guy the guy behind me had gotten out, so all I had to do was I climbed in my passenger side and then right. I just reversed. And I just had to brush the car That's how I
2: felt when I was digging out, and I was like, once Melina leaves, they're just going to be able to pull out, and you should be kissing my ass. I was just so fucking upset that I was probably going to get the whole side out with my one spot dug.
3: I respect that you didn't put any fucking chairs
2: in the street.
3: I don't play that chair shit. Well, Uh, having to dig for 30 minutes, I like understood it more. It's like, I I want this spot now. For people who don't live in Chicago or anywhere that gets hit with blizzards, uh, this time of the year, where it, it... it snows for a couple feet. Yeah. Those who own a car who parked on the street are going to have to do a little
2: digging to get their car out. A lot of digging. I saw people last night at midnight when I was taking Archie out, d- they didn't have a shovel, and I just got a shovel uh, as like a Christmas gift because they knew I had a car in Chicago, and like, mm-hmm. oh, thank you, you know? But they were using, um, what? not frying pans, <laughs> baking sheets. What? Baking sheets they were digging their car out with because they clearly didn't have a shovel, and I was like, hey, at least I had a fucking shovel. That's what was going on at midnight last night to get a car out with some of my neighbors. Just borrow a
3: shovel from somewhere.
2: I even th- I was going to like offer to help and I'm like, "It's late. I'm cold." Fuck 'em.
3: <laughs> no, yeah, but uh some people think because I had to shovel my car out of the snow, now I own this spot on the street. They put things down like chairs. Yeah, they put like a, a little little course. belongings that they think is going to uh, deter somebody from taking the spot that is is rightfully anyone's in the cities because it's a fucking spot on the
2: street. Did not they have like a a ruling on this years ago? Like they decided whether or not it was legal because the I don't care what they decided.
3: I got my own ruling. I'll fucking throw your chair (laughs) into the alley. I haven't seen anybody do that yet, but um, I
2: know people like, I'm
3: sure people have gotten in like fistfights over it. It's ridiculous to me. The person who's taking your spot also lives in the city, so you can assume you know, now you also had to it, dig
2: themselves out. We'll probably hear something about it. You're not special because you got a shovel. Now that you mention it, I think five years ago was the last time I remember it being a big debate, like the dibs rule in right. Chicago and seeing people getting into fights, filmed out windows of neighbors and shit. Um, but that was the last time. So maybe there will be some more of that because we haven't had a, a snow big enough to like make that a thing in five years probably. But yeah, it was always like when you're going to shovel your car out, that's the end of it. And then for some people, they go fill the spot with with junk. Their, you don't, their shits. You don't it's own the space now.
3: anymore. I've dug myself out, so and when I get home, you're back in Chicago trying to find a parking space, and whatever space you find,
2: you take. So I uh, I called an Uber. I w- th- yeah, uh, to leave Seth's house, and I was expecting the roads were going to be kind of shitty, but it took a minute. Like a dude confirmed, and then it was like eight minutes later he canceled, and yeah. then I had to like. It- you know connect to another driver and then he was 15 minutes away and obviously the roads were shit and everything was taking a very long time um and then when the guy gets there he's immediately stuck remember when i said of like course. leaving i said, like hey, maybe, maybe I'll have my a story street to is tell. terrible yeah uh, my street
3: like both sides of it dip down so a snowplow can't it's get exactly it exactly where he got stuck uh and then like the, the other half of my street where you would come onto, where a snowplow would enter from like the main road, yeah. has speed bumps. And in Chicago, they just don't plow any street that has speed bumps. Uh, yeah, It's ridiculous. Can't they lift the plow two feet and drive over the speed bump and continue plowing? Or What's going on? Or create an extra
2: on? job where a guy jumps off the back of the truck like a garbage man with a shovel and then hits the speed bump real quick and then you go or just plow the these, next flat. Take these gay ass speed bumps out of my street. Um, uh, but yeah, my
3: first. my street, uh, like on both sides of it, it it gets lower, so this the the plows can't scrape it, and then the the whole all they get is like a five foot
2: center radius. Term and I live maybe I think it's it, we live at like an eight minute drive from each other normally, and that's how long it said anyways in Uber. But so normally that price would be like I don't know nine or ten bucks for an Uber, mm-hmm. and it was thirty two. Like, was the estimated price because not a lot of cars available. It's late at night. We just had a snowstorm. It's like, I get it. They have the you know surge, surge price for shit like that. Uh, so anyways, I'm like, fuck it. Like, this is the price of wanting someone else to risk their vehicle and whatever. You risk my life, not me. Yeah. Uh, you drive safe, not me. Uh, but I get in the car and he, we're immediately stuck and I'm already like drunk in a good mood. I haven't drank in weeks. And I was just like, Hey buddy, if you need me to push, just let me know. I got my snow boots on. I'm ready to go here. And then he was being very nice. Like we won't have to do that. And then after a few minutes, he's like, all right. Like, and I was like, Hey, just tag me in bro. Put me in coach. Uh, so I got out and I'm like pushing and it took, I don't know, it probably took almost eight, I don't, not eight, I guess, but nine, six, six seven minutes, five, six minutes. I, I'm pushing. Hairs here? Uh, but anyways, however long it took, he stopped the ride. So I, I didn't. Nice. It was like fifteen bucks because nice. I helped him out, and it didn't take eight minutes. So he's nice. like, "All right, dude, I'm not. This whole ride is free. Thank you." But I had to push a dude out before everyone uh, gets stuck at the. I'm, I'm sure it was the same spot. And then on there was some. Street. I've seen people stuck in front of my house three times my, uh, since yesterday.
3: My roommate's girlfriend left yesterday, also taking an Uber. Also lives five minutes away, and then 25 minutes later, he comes out of his room and says that she's still down there. That the guy yep. got stuck, probably in the same exact spot. She winds up driving the Uber guy's car as the Uber <laughs> guy is pushing. Yeah, you got a switch.
2: It was hilarious. Chinese fire drill. Is that racist? Um, but yeah, big snowstorm, uh, and it's kind of like it's kind of <laughs> nice. Like especially that I don't have to go to work totally. every day like I used to and walk through this shit if I don't have to. But um, I forgot to stock up
3: though. It would have been nicer if I'd stocked up my fridge. Right. And then you're cool with that. Hey, I don't got to leave
2: the house. Dude, for three I, was, days. I was telling you I had like an aspiration of like you know how I have been eating better and working out and all that, and I set that goal for this week, and then I got snowed in, and then I was just like, all right, well, it's the perfect excuse. Delivery and booze and yeah, fried just watching and movies. microwavable <laughs> foods <laughs> for the next junk. three days. Just been eating a lot of junk and it was fun. Great Um, Anywho I guess that's all I have In terms of The the stories I pulled Why don't We do this
0: You know what it is
2: Okay Too soft Wow And and I'm doing this for Term Because He had no idea I was punting to him
0: (laughs) Highly recommended Term Don't act like you ain't saw me A Benhead pulled the Spotify up
2: Ooh. Oh, you're spurling it for me.
4: <totalmente> this
2: is something I should have listened to
3: oh, yeah. already. So something everybody should listen to, because I highly recommend
2: this week. It's like Salma Hayek's going to do a belly dance with a snake in the...
3: <laughs> the name of that bar? <laughs> the pussy something? Pussy? Pussy? The, uh, the gato... Wow. Uh... <laughs> pussy?
0: Pussy! Brown pussy, red
3: pussy, black pussy, (laughs) white pussy, skinny pussy, fat pussy. From dusk till dawn, everybody. This week's highly recommended album comes from the one and only Madlib. Quite possibly my favorite musician of all time. It is less than one week old. This came out on Friday. Our homie Zach our homie who we've, uh, we've discussed before Responsible for a large portion of our musical taste. Maybe one of the
2: reasons we wound up writing raps Because he exposed us to lyrical rap music DJ before we...
3: Melvin DJ Mel uh, Sent us this new album from Madlib Sound Ancestors I haven't even listened to the whole thing But everything I've listened to has been fucking fire Fire, dog. Uh It's been a while since I've listened to Just like sat and listened to
2: Madlib beats. A lot of times my go-to when I don't know what else would be uh, Yesterday's New Quintet, which is like a Madlib side project of just worldly instrumental type music. And uh, it's just great. You can just put on anything and let it go Mm -hmm. and you'll find some lo-fi hip hop beats and then it'll stray into more sample based abstract jazzy shit. Um, This sounds a lot like some of that. But it's still got the fatty boom baps Fuck yeah You know what I'm saying Yeah I'm looking forward to listening to this in full It's weird like the older I get where like Like I used to be Like I would know about the day it was going to come out a-, a musician that was my favorite type You know I would be looking forward to the release And I would make sure I listened to it that day I didn't mm-hmm. even know this was coming And then I knew it was coming And I was like you know Maybe next week uh, Which is just weird I guess I'm getting old one of my
3: favorite producers of all time The Beat Conductor Same um, I felt like uh, Especially with Machine Gun Kelly's Dog shit pop punk Unbelievable I had to bring some Some authentic hip hop this week And Madlib will not disappoint If you write raps You need something to write to You need something to uh, Conjure up some inspiration Go check out Sound Ancestors by yeah, Madlib
4: Yeah Yeah yeah, first I off, I like this
3: one a lot. Two for two, for Dilla. Remember. So good. This also reminded me of uh, M- like I said last week when I did uh, Chico Buarique. Uh, someone was saying that I didn't I didn't explain how to spell it. Uh, Chicos, C H I C O. Was that unclear? Uh, B-U- B-U-A-R-Q-U-E Buarique. Uh, I was saying to you after we finished last week How I looked up uh, Construction by Chico Buarique Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I was like I should have done some research Before I recommended this album There was so much I could have said about it It's funny you say
2: that because that's absolutely not the first time You have like as soon as we said and Kill Whitey Smooches You just pull up your phone and then you look up You should have done this
3: before the episode Totally If if you wanted some
2: factoids
3: (laughs) Uh, Last week's highly recommended by Chico Buarique Um was in 2009 rated by Rolling Stone magazine as the third greatest Brazilian album of all time. The title track rated as the greatest Brazilian song ever made. And
2: we only played half of it because it was in like the stereo. Yes, we split. also. It was like, where's the horns? We only have one of these uh, two pronged things plugged in for the podcast. Normally have- it's fine, but for that old mix. We lost it. Yeah, most things are. Um, That's why you got to go to the playlist. Which one is it, mono? That's why you got to go to Terms' playlist of the week or whatever on Spotify and listen Which for reels. And you I didn't promise even promise I there. will update. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I haven't updated in weeks.
4: <laughs> Acehole.
3: Uh, but yes. Uh, all this this Brazilian music that my roommate's been showing me, and then this week when I I was getting back into listening to some Madlib because he put out this awesome new album, yeah. uh, totally reminded me of the documentary Brazilian Time. I've seen it probably like at least three times. With uh, who's it? Madlib, J Rock, Cut, Cut Chemist. Chemist. There's a few other guys. They they get a Brazilian uh, DJ dude. Babu. Yeah, and. It's a, a bunch of stone's throw. And one throw. dude who they
2: like pick up in Brazil, I believe, that performs with them. I don't remember his name, but he was sick.
3: Uh, it's a bunch of stone's throw DJs and producers I think it's from like 2004. I don't know where you can find that,
2: but it's Yeah, I have an so old sick.
3: rip uh, on my external hard drive that it I might downloaded stand years ago. Or something. I'm sure you can search Brazil in time. One word. Maybe put Stone's Throw or Madly into the search. I'm sure you can find it up illegally somewhere, a Daily Motion, Vimeo, or whatever. Uh, fucking amazing documentary, though. The five of them go to Brazil to link up with five Brazilian percussionists and they put right. on a concert. It's it's just such great concert footage, great footage of Madlib uh, digging through crates in Brazilian music shops, There's and it's just cool checking when out you little instruments in Brazilian
2: percussion shops. Not just watching a DJ search through crates and how they chop a beat and make it. They're like meeting people that were on the albums they had sampled, yes. or like people that were largely influential in the Brazilian music that they were uh, chopping from to make beats and everything. So it's uh, I don't know. It's just super well. This is my favorite part
3: is. Uh, Madlib picks up this record and he makes this beat, which is a, not a beat you can find on any Madlib beat tapes, but it's one of my favorite Madlib beats I've ever heard. He's just fucking around in the hotel room.
2: Yeah, the doesn't sound good when we do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, what's crazy, too, is we actually, <laughs> Speaking of Zach, remember, we he used to have the cool. J-Rock plug, where we smoked blunts mm-hmm. outside the shrine with J-Rock, yeah, I smoked like a blunt with J-Rock. two or three different times. When he'd come to Chicago, J-Rock, DJ J-Rock, uh, would come, and he, I don't know, Zach had a line to him or something, and he'd be like, you know, Zach I'm going to be at the um, show if you want to smoke, i have a blunt. So we'd smoke with J-Rock, but this is like...
3: Like it was Numero. Uh, Our old roommate Zach worked for Numero Records, which they reissue a lot of old unheard funk soul uh, (laughs) brother albums, and it's a lot of that stuff is what guys like J Rock, Madlib uh, sample. Right, they get sample clearance through Numero. That's so
2: funny to me that we were his like. I know that I got like when I land, there's the dudes with the blunt I can holler at, and that was us. And I remember we specifically asked J Rock about that beat to like to his face. Yes, Madlib's friend of like because this also, beat from Brazilian Time, you know the one we're talking. They're we're cutting. Like, they're, <laughs> they're cutting back and
3: forth from Madlib uh, at the MPC making it to J Rock chilling on the couch looking at the record that he's sampling. Yeah. So I was like, I know you were in the room. Right. I know you heard this
2: beat get made. And then where can like, and, I ever hear this beat? And he just says straight up like, Oh, that was nothing. Like, man don't care about that he's fucking around yeah he deleted it's gone like he probably just deleted it when (laughs) he was done with it and we were like that was the our favorite part of that whole (laughs) and then we're talking to his friend like oh my god we're with j-rock and hey can we ask you a question he's like yeah that beats like it's gone he farted that (laughs) out dude (laughs) uh but yes highly recommended
3: sound ancestors by mad lib 2021 and uh while you're at it go go look for brazil in time great documentary uh, let's do
2: some fan stuff.
1: Hey, I just want to shout out my man, Bobby G, right now. What's up, Bobby G? I got the Ricola for you, dog. <laughs> Bobby!
2: I There was at least two, maybe three times since last week where I was just, like, alone and thought of Bobby going, Do you have Bobby's
3: uh, old voicemail? Fuck Can no. Can we bring it I, out? I don't know just where it refresh,
2: is. Just a refresh, just a refreshment. I don't know where it is. You can search and cut It's it going to take forever. You understand that? You understand you're going to ruin the, the flow of the next question to play something we did last week. Maybe not. I know. <laughs> um, all right. Let's do another one.
1: Yo, what up? It's Aaron the Jackoff. Guy Wait, the guy didn't even age. ask a question. I was nervous the first time I called, and I fucked it up, so I hope you don't play that one. Anyway, Ak was calling me out, so I guess I got to give my bad story. Uh, I was jerking off when I was 12 or 13 years old, and I decided it would be a good idea to stare myself in the eyes in the mirror as I was doing it. I don't remember why. I don't remember if I even came from doing that, uh, but that was the worst so, thing I could think of. of that jerking off.
3: Vanilla
2: anyway, idiot. Uh, I did come up with another question. I want to know if you guys ever. Hold had on, wait. That's not even that's like fun.
3: doesn't. There's nothing fucked up about that.
2: That he stared at himself in the mirror. You've
3: never jerked off in the mirror when you were a kid? I jerked off in the mirror a bunch of times.
0: You want to be gay? Fine! I guess...
2: um, Do you ever like bend over in front of the mirror and look at your butthole? No. (laughs) But you did. I gotta be honest, I probably have. Maybe for a more adult, like, what's going on back there, reason. But not just to make myself laugh.
3: No, it was for a a child, like, what's going on there, reason. I remember on the
2: um, old Adam (laughs) Sandler CDs, like, uh, they're all gonna laugh at you. He had a character, and one of the things he had said was, I
0: looked at my asshole in the mirror the other day, and it blew my fucking mind. <laughs>
2: so I know that I know Adam Sandler's. Yeah, you did were it. never like
0: 11
3: years old and looked at your <laughs> butthole in the mirror and imagined it was a vagina and jerked off to it. Yeah, you just like, you're like
2: how would you do that? You'd be I'm not dip. alone here. You'd be jerking, but like looking in the mirror like this, standing and, on the counter. So yeah, you'd be jerking your dick downward while you hunched over and looked at your hazardous. ass through your legs. For sure. Could have somersaulted and broke my neck. You know what's funny? I also thought since last week that I should do something gross with my peen just yeah. for this week, but I didn't. Sorry. Um what's like maybe yeah, that's it, not weird at all. You should eat some magic mushrooms and then look at yourself in the eyes. Were you jerk. like
3: were you like fucking with the other arm like doing like flexing? Patrick and, Bateman. <laughs> like were you jerking off to you?
2: Alright, he he goes on. I don't
1: know if you guys ever had any run ins with uh, Kyle Kinane. I know he's a little bit older than you guys. So but the guy who does the voice the on Comedy, comedy Central? He said that he yeah. had uh, played in some punk bands, and he's a white dude from the suburbs that tried to make it in the Chicago music scene. So uh, I don't know if you guys ever ran across each other. No. Anyway, smooches.
2: Not a bad question, though, because Terrible he's question. right. No, I think that he knows we're comedy Could fans. be the worst
3: question ever asked on this show.
2: He knows the voice of Comedy Central <laughs> is a white suburban musician who tried to make it in the music scene you're you're you just said that you're from a punk rock purist household and we all love comedy he's a that was white a good question buddy. he's a white suburban you're a white <laughs> that was a good question but still the answer is no moving
3: on no no um i mean we don't you just said he was in like
2: i uh, i remember uh, watching one of his like his stand-up specials and i haven't heard anything about i haven't heard his name in years but i remember a few years ago he had a little little wave little pop uh, and, yeah, I think Term's right. I think he's the dude who's, like, the
0: coming up next
2: or whatever the fucking... He's the voice be, of Comedy Central. Yeah, their little promos. Um, Tonight
0: she, on O or whatever. I did know, you
2: know he was from... I did. Uh, I knew he was from Chicago, though, but, no, I never met him. I never didn't know seen any him. of these things. Can't say i knows those, man. Kevin writes in and says, yo, what's up? It's Kevin from Boston. Yeah, what's up? Uh, wondering if you guys will come back to a show... Boston, hell yeah! After COVID or whatever, also curious. What's your take on Eminem in general and new album? Uh, better than MGK's new album. I thought that. Thanks, guys. Love the music. Love the pod.
3: I thought our view on our view on Eminem is never going to change. I feel like we've expressed it multiple times. No, mine
2: does change though because I liked Kamikaze and then I didn't really like. Uh, I liked some of music to be murdered by or like there was definitely bars on it that were good, but overall I thought. Look, I wasn't as impressed when a guy raps so I'm I'm peaks and valleys with Eminem I like him I don't like him I don't know when a guy raps for like two minutes and it's all but
3: some of the lines are pretty good it's impressive okay to to be able to do that is impressive having said that I think his music sucks And I think, uh, like, when you go back and you listen to blonde-haired Eminem, it's, like, quintessential. The bleached-haired star. (laughs) It's, like, quintessential for, uh, like, how bars are supposed to be spit. I think that he was brilliant back in the day. Like, the Slim Shady LP Uh, brain damage, and and, and shit like that. The guy structured his verses the way verses are supposed to be structured, and then ever since he dyed his hair, he doesn't do that, and every one of his raps is like a giant run-on sentence, and then he winds up saying things like uh, she's selfish, like Long John Silver or something. I wish he could have
2: stolen my look when he was still rapping good bars, because then the correlation would be that like, oh, he looks like Ack and good raps. It's shit, and it baffles me that the guy could have gone from like
3: quintessential spitter to what it is now. You know? Which is what? Like I said, it's just like, it all sounds like one fucking long run-on sentence. There is no, like, iambic pentameter anymore. I don't know. I just think his new music sucks. Uh, I never listened to old Eminem, really, in the first place. Uh, That's weird. Then
2: how'd you jack his swags? So like,
3: good. everyone around me did, and so I always knew of his music, but I never, like, I never... As a youngster, I never purchased a single m M&M and CD and never listened to it on my own. What I always liked was the radio freestyles. Uh, the only m M&M that I ever listened to on my own was in college. I downloaded, uh, like off of YouTube, I ripped a bunch of old m M&M, and uh, radio freestyles and then I burned them onto a CD and I used to listen to that on my drive uh, to the train before But school. he
2: asked about what you thought of the new album i don't like it <laughs> okay
1: hey guys uh, been a fan of tps for a long time uh i'm just calling because i had a question there uh or a term Woo! and uh <laughs> he, he did a crazy ass uh verse to the song uh inglebert Humperdink.
0: whoa and
1: man i know that like every fucking word to that song it's That makes one of us, uh, my friend. I I don't even know what Engelbert Humperdinck means, so I was wondering if you could uh, maybe elaborate a little bit on that. Uh, Do
3: you you know what Google means? Terms mean. He's a person. (laughs) It just blows my mind because Googling Engelbert Humperdinck is so much easier than calling a number and waiting for our fucking condescending voicemail and then the beep. And then to leave your message, and then to wait until next week's episode comes out. Just Google Engelbert Humperdinck. He's a singer. He's a he's a human being who exists. Uh, What is he like?
2: uh, Is he like Hungarian or something? I wouldn't have been so rude and dismissive with my answer if it were about if it were about my song. I'm not being dismissive. Thanks for the call. I'm just trying to teach.
3: Great question. Thanks for the call, buddy. Uh, (laughs) he's Indian, but he's English indie English, Engelbert Humperdinck, born Indian. Oh, wow, it's a fake name. Born yeah, Arnold it sounds like it.
2: George, Did Dorsey. you say wow when you learned that was a fake name. Why would you make up Engelbert Humperdinck? Because it sounds kickass. Yeah, you're right. Because what's his? Because what's his real name? Arnold
3: <laughs> Dorsey is an English pop singer. Humperdink Humperdinck has been described as one of the finest middle of the road balladeers around. That's like a backhanded. Yeah, middle comp- of the road. One of the compliment. finest,
2: most average. <laughs>
3: Um, the reason that I referenced him in the song is the line, I say, fly like a lesbian seagull, which is a dumbass line in the first place. Terrible. In the movie (laughs) Beavis and Butthead do America, the uh, hippie teacher, uh, whose name I don't remember from Beavis and Butthead sings a a song to his class called lesbian seagull. He goes, fly lesbian seagull. Uh, And then the FBI kicks the door open and hits him in the back and he throws the guitar and they arrest him. Uh, For the soundtrack to the album, they got Engelbert Humperdinck to do the lesbian seagull song that their hippie teacher performs in the movie that's that's the meaning behind the line term
2: was right you should be dismissed upon <laughs> asking and then we don't need to hear that answer yes you could google these things I don't know we've talked about that before that really like, isn't a great answer for that question but it's you know a fake name of someone no one's none of our fans have heard of people it's ask like
3: when people contact us or DM us or tweet us or something with a question that is so answerable on your own I don't know it just Look, blows again, my mind now I'm
2: back on this guy's team you're being mean you don't have to be like I'm not, I'm
3: not being mean I'm being truthful I'm just being practical you know what I'm being practical. We urge fans to call in every week,
2: and then they do. And it's like, why didn't you just Google it? Fuck. <laughs>
3: I mean, I'm still urging anyone to call in with pertinent questions that um, can't be answered with a mere Google search.
2: Man, we should go through some of our like most nonsense lines that like. It's a it's a dumb ass line. Yeah, like, but there's so many of them. There's a lot, They're and I just-
3: don't. You know, I guess, like we just said, because Ingelbert Humperdinck is such a kick-ass name, that's just what we chose to... Yeah, the fact
2: that we titled it that maybe was title. a little ambitious of, like, we could have called that that song anything. I swear to God that our
3: stupid ex-manager at one point after that came out was like... I could swear that we were told that Ingelbert Humperdinck's people had reached out to us or something for one reason or another that never materialized the fact that
2: we didn't if there's, there's no way that could be true because we would have we would have followed that lead would we have though would no we probably know? not if it was you no you're you're much quicker to throw an opportunity in the trash <laughs> 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 um no more details no more interesting factoids on the no. Albert. okay let's go no
1: what's up fag lords um, I know you guys are on a hiatus but I just want to leave you guys a little voicemail. Um I just I mean, a guy's He's wrong. First
3: of all. He's wrong. But, he's already wrong. There's another caller who's just wrong.
2: That one's also my bad. <laughs> I was like we won't be here for a while. I mean, this could and be I was like hey I'm a bad. week old. Yeah. We're off I was hiatus though, buddy. Gas at
1: the gas station and you know all those little Videos be popping up at some gas stations and like yes. commercials. At the pump. But there was one that was talking about moving over for emergency vehicles and Scott's simultaneously law. an ambulance started driving by with its lights on and sirens and people not that started crazy. pulling over to the side. And I thought that was pretty fucking trippy.
2: God's algorithm. A um, little bit. A little bit.
1: Sounding like, um, guy on the beat. Also, I heard a line from Tez on the. No More Jobs Tours album. Axe says, Weeks spent in a deepening depression, eager to ease stress, immediately been seeking the means to relieve tension. I was wondering if he was referring to being on the road and not really being able to bust a nut comfortably (laughs) and being kind of stressed about it, not being with his girl and stuff and trying to bust one, but... Not really
3: having that space and time to really do so. So yeah, love you guys. Can't wait to hear you guys again. Mm, me, 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 me. Um. Is yeah, that yeah. what that was about? No. That is uh, that is something that is encountered on our travels. First of all, Google
2: it, you piece of human garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, look it up in the dictionary, yeah. asshole, bitch. Uh. No, that definitely wasn't where my head was at with the line. Honestly, hearing that back, I don't remember writing that line or haven't heard it in a while. But that's, no, that's just, that's just about as real as I keep it, you know, like a secret. How does it feel when I speak it? Remember um, when we
3: went on like a, uh, like a Rust Belt, like Bible Belt tour? Is it the same thing? The Rust Belt, Bible Belt? Middle of America got a steel Bible tour. got it wet.
2: It's rusty. Uh,
3: we went on with Drew years ago, and we wound up in Nashville, and I hadn't masturbated because we were like this. We also like were too broke to be staying in hotels, so we spent every night like on some random kid's living room floor. Uh, and I was I for like a week and a half, uh, consistently striking out on finding a place to beat off. You know and then I remember we got to Nashville and I had my blue balls uh, were like because some girl probably got me excited the night before and I suck so I didn't close anything. <laughs> uh, and then the next day we're driving and we go to like a, somewhere for lunch. but my blue balls were like killing me. And I remember we were trying to find fu- I was trying to find uh, like a adult store, like an adult bookstore. Somewhere, I've still never in my adult life, I've never been to a That's nudie right. booth.
2: That's right. That was where and you I wanted think, to do it.
3: I don't think nudie booths, like in the conventional sense, like old-timey New York, you know, where there's an actual naked girl on the other end and you fucking shoot all over the glass. I don't know if that even exists anymore, but there are like spank booths in like adult uh, bookstores or, or porn shops where you like go in and there's a whole selection of porn to watch or something. I wanted t- to find a place that was made for me to beat off in uh and I couldn't do it. I couldn't find it. And I was totally willing.
2: Right. It's like you know, it's like shitting in a bathroom. It's like if I gotta beat off, I should go to a porn booth, right? And where do you where, think where I wound up I beating
3: off in a bathroom? Bathroom. Bathroom. At an at a like an established back to weird jerk stories, yeah. feeling shame. Uh I jerked off into a urinal. <laughs> You know what it's like to be jerking off into a urinal, and then a guy comes in to pee at a different urinal. so
2: funny. I think it was the the casual nature with which you said that. Like it was a buildup, and you're like, "It's a fact." Off a, <laughs> jerked off in a urinal. It's a fact. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's, it's just life. That's how I feel about my line too. Is uh, that's just life. That's just a fact. Maybe whether I'm on the road or not. But then, just Weak like spent in a deepening depression. Just
3: like your cum got all. Uh, Stuck in the, like whoever's little drain thing. You caked the cake. Urinals have that fucking like uh like plastic pink netting, you know, in the bottom.
2: Yeah, which was colored really with my goo. <laughs> um, no, you gotta I th- do what you got to do. I'm trying to answer the man's question. Week spent in a deepening depression. Eager to ease stress immediately seeking the means to relieve tension, something like that. No, if anything, it might have been just, like, a little bit of consumption, a little bit uh, like, substance abuse, needing right. to find my next, you know, right. shot of this and smoke of that to help me feel a little better, uh, again, on the road or not. But I think that line just holds up, dude. That's just, like, that's just the way it is. Um, let's do what? I also
3: remember, uh, have I told how... Uh I think it was the same tour cuz we were on the road with uh Chad mm-hmm. that I beat off in a hotel room into um, into the toilet like a champ and I forgot to flush it and then uh I was out of the bathroom and Chad came into our room and went to use I like how
2: forgetting to flush is what makes <laughs> it like, like 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 a champ you know I left it there you had to look at it champion
3: (laughs) Chad went and had to pee in our bathroom into the toilet that I had come in and I don't think I had flushed it it probably looked like I poured candle wax in there you know
2: Chad was probably like fuck you and you and you 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 um any more brain busters nah I think that's good and I forgot uh we usually read some YouTube comments at the end right oh yeah uh, first two of these They're are gonna on be about the stream, TPS no, live stream number four. First, first four out of five, my Jack Harlow remix. What? Fire. Knowledge over swag. Well, one of them is just a, your quote. So awesome. That's balanced. One of them says so hard. The other sword. Uh, sword. Sword. We say sword. Sword. Ordered a sweater and a couple CDs recently. Been driving around with a smile on my face the whole time. Love you guys. Sweater is comfy as hell too. And then yes, on the live stream. If it's out of my hands, then it's not in yours either. I said that. Did we perform a song where you said that?
3: No, but I, that is that in that a that's line broken of language.
2: That's definitely the end of broken language. Sword sheather, sword. Nice. Uh, I think you said it, dude. I don't know. No, I did. I don't uh, know what I ended <laughs> with. Nice. Um, picturesque. Seeing y'all with Ubi and Joey Cool and KC. Please come back when COVID is done. Love it uh yeah kansas city or boston that yeah, is the we plan we'd, we'd like to question. yeah we wa- i mean no disrespect to kansas city but
0: we're going to boston oh i want to okay, go back to fucking to
3: uh uh jack stack baby um, you go to boston i'll go to kansas city we're both going to both get some jack sure. stack in me it's always both i can't wait till the next time we go to kansas city and eat jack stack barbecue
2: Jackstack was terrific. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I did love the first. You uh, were with me the first so time good. I had Joe's, which is the place like at the gas station. I was. I was just crying. You no, know, I went there before without you, and then I was hyping it up. And I you was were a crying. sad boy. I was writing MGK songs. Girl, back don't in the act time. like you ain't saw
0: me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I went through a thing years ago. <laughs> we were on the road our first time in Kansas City,
2: uh, where I was. I was. You were the most messed up I've ever seen you. Yeah, it was it was rough. It was a rough one. But I was I, like I was there for work in Kansas City driving I'd, the car and crying. And I made you like pull over <laughs> and like it, it, we can't let you <laughs> cry and drive 90 miles an hour like me and Drew feel like we're going to die. So I was like, "Hey buddy, come on, let's, let's
0: I'll drive. Let me drive there." You And I'm still like, like you guys the, off.
2: you guys are the bitches for not wanting me driving
0: while <laughs> I was I'm like, crying. "No,
3: we're all going to die." <laughs> no, you're the bitch here.
2: <laughs> No. <laughs> you suck! Um, oh my God, but do I? I? The, the year prior, I was in Kansas City for the first time for a work thing when I still had my job. I had to go there for work. And... I went to, we went to a few, we went to a Jack Stack also, but the time we went was way better that mm-hmm. I remember. But the time I was out there for work, we went to, we did one a day. We just hit all of the Kansas City barbecues. We went to like the fancy one with you. But there's one that's in like a gas station, Oklahoma Joe's, or maybe mm-hmm. it's just called Joe's. I remember that one. But um, I actually right, remember I was there. That was the best ribs I'd ever had in my life. I was there and I was a sad
3: boy at the table and I was like, I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat. She won't take me back. And some lady... Saw me, and on her way out, she gave me an Adderall. It bothered was like, me. I know. I was like, "Why? It's not. It's not a
2: thing that would help your mood at all."
3: You know. You see somebody who's like emotionally distraught,
2: like you were and Your go-to down.
3: is to go give them an amphetamine. Um, and it was like, <sighs> I mean, it helped, I so guess, a little bit. We're
2: driving. We got a long drive, so we stop off for this dope Put a ass pep barbecue. In my step. We get all the shit, and I was like, "I was here last. Year, you got to try this stuff." But you were in that like. Heartbreak, I suppose, where you can't eat, and you weren't eating. And I was like, I can't eat, I, I can't eat. I'm like, dude, you have to try one of these. Like, and that, I'm just like, dude. First of all, you need to eat. Like, I'm concerned about you. You need to eat. But you're like, you were really, uh, you know, head in your hands. And I was just like, just go in the car. If you're gonna just sit here and cry in your hands, why yeah. are you doing this in public? Yeah. uh But then I was just like, come on, buddy. Like, just here. And I put some of my food here. Try one of these. And then you just did it like a stubborn bite. Like you took a bite. Like like. They like snapped it off and then threw the rib back on the plate. And it's like, yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Awesome. Good. Good. It's good. And I was just like, but seriously, like, it's good, right? <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay. If you're, <laughs> you're like, to be an asshole about it, don't yeah. waste the bite. Yeah. Okay, fine. Forget I asked. More ribs for me. Uh, all right. Broken Wax It <laughs> says for we'll
3: sure. We'll be back.
2: That's what we're trying to say. COVID or no COVID, I'll be back.
0: And we back. And we back. And we back.
2: Uh, Can we get a remastered version of this masterpiece? Thanks. That's on MC Showcase. And no. Nope. No. No, you can't. Um, On the stream, fucking legends love all your stuff, and it's fucking hilarious when Term forgets shit. Hope you guys get the success (laughs) you deserve. I hope you guys
3: know I do it on purpose,
2: because you you guys like it. I love the um, duality of that statement. It's fucking hilarious when Term forgets his lines. Hope you guys get all the success you deserve. (laughs) Like... (laughs) We have exactly what we deserve cuz you've seen us perform. <laughs> this is everything's evening out. Any luck video so fucking dope. It's funny
3: cuz th- the way I think of it it's like, yeah, if I was performing in front of an actual crowd, I would try harder and make sure that I remember every single word. Would you, would you though? Uh, but but also like we are performing technically in front of more people than like almost every one of our shows usually.
2: Um
3: even during the stream when it's like 4 or 500 people watching. You know, we don't normally play for 500 people.
2: We have. I would call it a rarity. And when Boston really shows out. Uh, on the stream, last one. Just wanted to leave this message. Yeah, music got me through teenage years. Yeah, music. Uh, followed me into college and left with me out the Marine Corps months later. And I'm rapping word for word of your stuff in my car. Oh, uh, yeah. Lifelong. We got a lifer. Do or die. Frick yeah, dude. Thank you, everybody. Um, you've been listening to the TPS Reports podcast. Is there any helium left in that balloon?
3: I bet you.
0: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I was looking at our podcast landing page. Send us a gift at 256, nah, uh, <laughs> two five six. Now you're trying too hard. It's not working. PO box two five six two seven. Do a Jiminy Glick.
3: Um, send us send. I don't think uh, anybody yet has sent Acumenal a birthday gift. It's fine. I'm over it. I'm offended for it's you. It's okay. P.O. Box 25627 Chicago, Illinois
2: 60625 And uh, TPS Reports Podcast at gmail Or 708-797-3079 Give us a call, write in, ask us a question We will condescend and call you stupid and tell you to Google it Oh, totally Buy (laughs) buy a with
3: or without it vinyl
2: at bishoprecords.com Spookylanguage.com slash shop for some other stuff there, be yes. like uh, be like this commenter in YouTube and drive around with a smile on your face in your new sweater, um, listening to CDs. I think next week we'll have bumper stickers. We just ordered some stickers, available? so we'll throw some things in some merch orders. Yeah. Um. And I was looking at our like our landing page on the podcast, and there's a bunch of I don't know how many, but people will you can rate. Nobody, we never tell people to do that. Go give us a rating. Give us a fair. And even rating, but it better right. be five stars or else don't bother. Because I saw it's like all five stars, but then there's like a big little jump in one. Like it's either a couple people had to go one star. Why? It's like, I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's Did like I acknowledge that your call sucked? Hey, you forgot the other four, asshole. <laughs> uh, Smoochie Gang playlist on Spotify too. Um, I don't know if this is on Spotify. I saw it on the YouTubes there. One of my favorites, G. Amazawa. He has a new album uh, out, new-ish. I think it's called Durham vs. Everybody. That uh, was dope, but I don't know if this is on that. I don't think Baltimore so.
3: Baltimore vs. Y'all horse. It's
2: just called Wu-Tang Type Beats, and he just spits over a kind of Wu-Tang Type Beat. It's dope. Um, Baltimore vs. Y'all horse. <laughs> Hell yeah.
3: See, it's awesome because it rhymes.
2: <laughs> it's a good rhyme. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and I wanted to mention, uh, real quick, too late now, but uh, we were... Gonna do. We're gonna upload. I think an oldies tape, or we've been asked for years. A lot of fan comments on stuff that's just on YouTube or SoundCloud or like a Patreon extra. uh, But like people want uh, a bunch of old Lucys on Spotify. Uh, Stream loosey goosey, baby. So, we talked about maybe just doing that while we're like uh, we have some time between our next more official release, but
3: stuff we made that we might have released on uh, in some
2: capacity, but was never on an album. Some of the songs pretty dope, like Lend Me Your Ears is a more recent song that had no proper release, that was like a Patreon SoundCloud upload or something. And then, like Lonesome Roads is a super duper oldie that a lot of people have asked where they can stream it with Psalm One called. Uh, Day Trippers It was like a, t- a Tour promo verse And that's the dope That song kicks ass um, get, I think my verse is sick At, at least Get Weird
3: with um, Get Weird with Mercules G-mo. and Gmo
2: there's all these Fire. songs from back
3: in the day when we didn't even, like, I don't even know if we had um, pus drain from my penis head, <laughs> blood stains on my cleanest threads. What a, what a rhyme. It's a pretty good rhyme. I've lost it. You fell off. I fell. We hit off. a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy years ago said we hit a wall. Yeah, we know.
2: You've mentioned it. <laughs> Best comment ever left. Uh, But in case we're forgetting something, because our fans are always more in tune to this shit than even we are. So we were thinking of the track list if we happen to upload an oldies tape on the streaming services while we work on uh, the next little thing. But I'm trying, yeah, we're coming up with what songs never made an album, what songs were just strictly a Lucy on SoundCloud Um, or bars. Some collabs. Yeah, bars we could put on it because that was just. I don't know if anybody knows
3: this, but we made a studio
2: version of Unlistenable. Mm -hmm. Right, so there's like a demo cut from when we were. Uh, it's like from uh, it, when it, we It shot was never it. supposed to be. Yeah, it was like our reference. It was how we practiced it. Yeah, we listened to ourselves on a on a reference, but we never like made it a real song. But we're like, hey, this is kind of like rough demo. That might be something fans it's would think is cool. Than, That's like an extra track. It's better than the video audio. Right, and just ripping. Yeah, it's YouTube. like stu- it's actually studio, but it's not exactly word for word. Even I think I think we revised shit. Yeah, but we have a yeah. There's a, there's definitely two handfuls of of songs that we could just put where you guys can listen to them, but I don't know if we're forgetting anything. So let us know, um, you know, email, right. voicemail, et cetera. Uh, with that said, everybody, this is Wu-Tang Type Beats by G Yamazawa. Find it. If it's not in the Smoochie Gang playlist, uh, there'll be a little YouTube link in the thing and leave us a five star rating, dude. We're the shit. You know that. Come on now we will see you next week right TBS yes. Sports Podcast mm-hmm. yeah smooches mm-hmm. Uh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kill whitey mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm.
3: kill
0: girl don't act like you kill whitey <laughs> kill whitey <Right. laughs>
4: see ya. I guess it's thicker than my brother the Trey Monarchy around He got them guns out For the one time One time he lifted up the smoke, though We had the blood roll My other partner knocked on front doors For game consoles, as pronto And hey, what's a story if it stay untold A country family smoking six In front they six-month-old A seventh grader asking me If I would like the gun to My words you couldn't come close That dirty laundry unfold I unload, get it off my chest, dog. He got his pieces from his set Ain't talking chest, dog. To picture Bobby Fisher pressure press you With a tech Oh, I bet y'all like chef Y'all like restaurant like Seshwan, like Raekwon on the best But I've slept all my mans in them Knew I was destined to get them Benjamins They second all my sentiments But check me when I mention them Criminal activity don't need to be on Instagram That PTSD settling is a different kind of evidence But most my people working hard Day to day, nine to five Eight to eight, they cater trays Plastic spoons and paper plates in classrooms, that sacred place Where half the room get left behind Them whole fools and Papa John's Everybody on a grind Everybody on a time Limit and we televised In it one help of a ride Happy to be on the you know what i talking about. Give a fuck about your net worth. I'm a tastemaker Cause my papa had that chef work Know before you ever touch a knife You gotta prep first Need to get that business button Dug like a dress shirt Learn a lot of lessons Down on Georgia having pet Petworth Learn how to make mistakes Learn how regret works Learn that to be the best You gotta be yourself first In search of my self-worth I'm a version of all the people Who ever crossed me But the loss of friendship felt worse Ain't that some shit? By the bitch. They complain about language, but y'all know how it is, uh, how it is. Ever since I was a kid, ain't fuck with politics One look at Lady Liberty, mm, yeah, them thighs are thick uh, Look at that strategy. and shit, see how quick a soccer switch I keep it honest with the audience I'm talking with I ain't like these are the artists that y'all rocking with At a pool party with a model minority I'm R-rated, don't pirate, fuck, now I'm R-rate You think I don't think about race, about my eye shape You think I don't think about hate, about the crime rate And how the fuck we keep? Going back to places we not safe Like a Walmart, nightclubs, church, mosques, synagogues Grade schools, middle schools, and little towns And backyards and storefronts And living rooms and small trumps 144 bodies and four months It's no stunt What you want, huh? What you want, hey Tell me what you want, huh? Hey, what you want, huh? Tell me what you want, huh? What you want Hit you with that Machine gun funk. What you want, huh? What you want, In the trunk, what you want, what you want, what you want, Tell me
3: what you want, 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 you